Welcome to Candid Conversations with Dr. Mayfield. This episode is sponsored by Mayfield Counseling Centers, helping you find clarity, hope, and purpose. Call us at 719-452-4803. Here's your host, Trevor Sherry. Thank you for joining us on Candid Conversations with Dr. Mayfield. I am Trevor, and of course, I am joined by the great Dr. Mayfield. <laughs> the great Dr. Uh, Mayfield. Speaking of uh. great, uh, I don't know. Stupid. <laughs> just, just go with it. Just go with it. <laughs> uh, have you heard about the new app, Roo? No, I have not. So it's, it's an, wait, a new app? It's a, well, kind of an app. I don't. Well, maybe it's not an app. I don't know. It's it's a program okay. put out by Planned Parenthood okay. uh, where anyone can text in any question they have about sex, their bodies, or relationships. Wow. Anything from, is this the way that my genitals are supposed to look, mm-hmm. to when should I have sex, to who should I have sex with, okay. to what should I do if I have a crush, or if my crush breaks up with me. So... I'm trying to assume the best about people. Mm-hmm. So let's just go with this for a second. I'm assuming that there was good intention behind the creation of this, right? Yeah. There has to be. Yeah. Right? That's kind of scary. Yes. And I think the reason that it's scary is something that I want to talk about today. Yeah. Uh, because the app in itself is not necessarily bad. Like, no. I think it's, it is helpful. I remember back in the days, uh, what was it, Cha-Cha? Yep. Um, back in the day, you could text this number cha-cha and you could get answers to any question it was essentially google yeah um and there were a lot of things that i learned and my peers learned from cha-cha that we didn't learn from anyone else because it was an embarrassing conversation sure um whether that was like what does the word blah 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 mean and it's some profanity um or if it was something about sex and i think this so this hasn't been or this isn't like new new it's been around this kind of thing has been around well yeah and i think it's been around i mean i'm thinking about the bill that is going before the house uh, judiciary committee uh was it the house committee whatever it is this this week on uh the banning of abstinence only mm-hmm. uh, education in schools do i disagree with their wording in that well i think we need to educate our kids well, right? Yeah. And so abstinence only. Okay, I, I get maybe right. why they're they're using that. But if you dig down, I've spent some time this last week reading the bill. It's limiting uh, a lot of free speech yeah, and, and free expression. And that's where it gets a little bit scary because it's what it's doing is it's taking away, it's telling us as a society uh, how and when and where we should be talking to our kids about these things. Yeah. And the same thing with this app, right? Well, and I, I did some research um, on the app this morning and wanted to dive in a little bit so that I'm educated uh, when we start talking about it. So and it's Roo, R-O-O, like R-O-O. The, the kangaroo from yeah. uh, 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 Winnie the Pooh. Yep, and yeah. it's a, and it only works on your phone. So okay. you go to Roo.com or Roo.PlannedParenthood.org okay. and you type in your question like it's a texting app and... They'll pull up articles once they've completed your question and given uh-huh. you an answer, and they send you memes or gifts or whatever. Right. Um, and I pulled up one of the suggested articles that they were giving because uh, I asked the question, like, when should I have sex? Uh, and they said the average person has sex at 17, 
and which coincidentally is the age of consent uh, in the state of Colorado, Gee, at least. Go figure. Yeah. Uh, and then they also had one small sentence in it that was saying um, you can be abstinent, which means you just don't have sex. And some people don't have sex for a long time or they don't have sex ever. And that's cool, too. Uh, so there is like a it was a tiny aspect that I wasn't expecting from the app. Sure, where they're actually because I expected them to say, go the the opposite direction of being able to say like you know it's okay to not have sex. But but here's the thing. This, I think that's all well and good, but I think it 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 negates the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Right. These are the conversations we need to have. This is why we started the podcast. Right. This is the conversations that we need to have face to face with our kids. And yeah. this is. I think the reason an app like this or content like this is being developed is because there's a a, um, a recognition that these things aren't being done. And so yeah. how do we keep our kids safe? And so I appreciate the, whether politically I agree with Planned Parenthood or not, I agree with the the desire to want to help. Yeah. But I think it creates a bigger problem. Right, because they're filling a hole in the wall that is obviously there. We're not having these conversations the way we should be. It's like filling a hole in the wall, but you look and follow this crack, and the whole foundation's about to fall apart, yeah. right? It's it's not uh, addressing the foundational right. issues. Well, and I think, I mean, my dad would back me up on this. He believes that the foundation of society, or the he calls it the facilitating womb, mm-hmm. is the family. Right. And that is the foundation of culture and society, sure. and we've seen over the past several decades that that is being broken uh, and it, and not just it is broken, it is being broken piece sure. by piece um, and I think that this is just one more of those aspects that um, is really essential that, and we can do something about it it's right. just going to take effort and when we don't put out the effort there are groups that are going to be able to monetize off of sure. filling that gap and there, there's good and bad attached to that always. Well, you think about it. Um, we as parents have maybe whatever excuse might be, right? We never had the example. Mm-hmm. Fine. Are you a lifelong learner? If you're a lifelong learner, figure it out for your kids. Right. Change the tide, right? Don't just have that fixed mindset that yeah. this is the way it was, this is the way it's going to be. But I think uh, as a Western society, we have grown... Uh, inept in our emotional regulation. Mm-hmm. We've grown inept in, in the ability to have conversations. I mean, I just did a talk this last weekend on uh, uh, the social media and the teenager, a parent's guide, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking about things that I have taught myself that I'm, doesn't come naturally because I'm not this tech guru or whatever, right. but I'm watching the faces in the audience of 50 to 100 parents going, they, this is new information to them, yeah. and this has been around a while. So we've we've stopped being those lifelong learners in that sense as well, or or we look at something that's uncomfortable and go, I don't know how I want to navigate that. And I'm not saying I'm the best parent ever. Uh, I think I try to be a really intentional parent mm-hmm. and, and and have age appropriate, like we talked about last episode of yeah. having these age appropriate conversations with our kids. Uh, but I often worry about my girls uh, going into the world because they're going to have a healthy as best as I've been able to do, a healthy sense of self. They're going to have a healthy view of what emotions are and decisions and that kind of stuff. And I think they're going to be, uh, sadly, uh, far and few between with people of, of like 
uh, understanding and stature. I'm not protecting them or being a, a helicopter parent, but it's like, like we're, we're realistic parents and, and there's going to be things, you know, they get to college and, and they'll probably be like, what? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm just yeah. kind of like if, if, you know, as uh, well-meaning, there's a lot of well-meaning parents out there, but you know, we have to realize too, we got to prepare our kids for a culture that doesn't understand them. Yeah. Well, and I think we've talked before on this show about we have the helicopter parents. We also have the snowplow parents or, and the helicopter. Lawnmower, lawnmowers. Lawnmower. With the, yeah. I really like the snowplow. I like snowplow better. Because <laughs> yeah. I hate shoveling, so <laughs> it makes sense to me. Uh, but both of those extremes are too much. Mm-hmm. They're not beneficial in the long run. And so we want to find this place in between and even to a place where it's kind of you're opening up your hands, but you're still holding up. It's this tension that we've talked about too. Of, there's a tension between do we have the really hard conversations, even though they're going to be super awkward and maybe have our kids be interested in something and not tell us right. and the fears that come with that, or are we going to hope for the best and that they'll figure it out on their own. And when they're offered drugs or alcohol, they'll say, my preference is to not be, partake of yeah. this without specific being, thing without having uh, an open relationship or being taught yeah right and I think that's the thing is as parents we have to realize and I think this is where uh, and I don't know any of the psychology behind the app or the reason they started or anything like that but uh, as human beings we have an innate curiosity mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. it's actually a beautiful thing right um, but with stuff like this you know curiosity begets curiosity you know and it could be a slippery slope as a 13, 14, 15, 16 year old using it without these guardrail parents that can help make connections from the emotional curiosity to the frontal cortex, to the decision-making, to the, and, and I think without that, uh, it'd be very scary. And I think ultimately what I've been discovering over the past several years is that the one thing that we can do to help ourselves, to help our kids, to help our friends and our neighbors is to have relationship. Yeah. And and that may sound like no dub, but I think if we focus in on that for just a second, without the relationship to be able to ask, like, hey, how are you doing? No, wait, how are you really doing? Because you're acting this way and normally you act this way. Without the relationship to say, hey, you've felt really distant lately, uh, what's that about? I had a friend recently, I've been really stressed with, Uh, school starting up again and my internship and just a lot of stuff and um, I texted one of my good friends and just said sure which is normally a phrase that I use of like I don't want to agree with this I'm agreeing because I don't want to argue or anything and he called me out on it he said hey you said this and I know what this normally means what's going on what do you actually mean what what do you what do you need Um, and I realized like we don't have very many relationships these days where we have people who can do that, who mm-hmm. know us well enough to do that. And if we can develop those relationships, push into it in the awkwardness, I think that that allows us to fill the gaps in the wall and to repair the found, broken foundation mm-hmm. of society and to say, yeah, let's do this together. You're not supposed to do this on your own. Because we've said before, our brains don't fully develop. We don't reach our max capacity right. unless we're in relationship with another person. Well, and think about it too, from a from a mind perspective. You know, the the non physical part of, of who we are. Uh, if we 
have only been uh, made known of one way of thinking. Let's say mm-hmm. it's toxic thinking. You know, the world's out to get me. Woe is me. Life is whatever. Uh, we have no reality testing if we're not in relationship. Yeah. Because if that's my viewpoint and you're like, well, no, I was always raised that the glass is half full and there's always hope and there's always this kind of stuff. Um, most likely you're going to rub off on me and challenge me going, dude, like what world are you looking at? Because yeah. that's not the world I live in. Right. And here, let me tell you about it. And that's, it's the helping us. It's that, uh, you know, uh, adding competing wavelengths to each other's minds to really help, uh, and, and, and allow us to grow and to, to mature and to change. But that can't happen without relationship. And I think, so I, I want our listeners to understand like, like this, this app, this, this idea of Rue is not a, uh, in and of itself an evil thing or a bad thing. So don't hear us say that. I think it's, it's, it is filling a need and a gap because we know, and I, I know in this field and I know in just the, the many years that I've done this, that there are uh, hundreds of thousands of, of children, uh, teenagers that don't have somebody they can go talk to. Yeah. And so, uh, I think this, this could really fill the gap. I just would be interested to do more research around it going, how, how are they making sure that there is some protection around it? Uh, or is there, you know, to go, if a kid searches something very hardcore pornographic or suicidal or something like that, where it's, or let's be honest, you know, sexual assault, Mm-hmm. or whatever is there a way to flag that or get help to that person when they're asking these questions or is it just kind of a carte blanche because there's no there's none of that with google right so right. there's so is it just kind of a carte blanche good luck yeah that's where i find i think some of the the difficulties now if it's a program that they're rolling out and it's done in relationship and they have somebody that's on call that can can i think that's a it's a different story. Different story. And I don't know. I'll have to do some more research. Yeah. So, I mean, up until about, what, uh, 18 minutes ago, I had no idea what Rue was. So, yeah. Well, and I think there there are two resources that I want us to talk about. I'll talk about Axis. And if you yeah. want to talk about our previous podcasts on it. Sure. Um, Axis uh, Media puts out a weekly uh, so that, it's, email. It's, I think it's bi-weekly or monthly now. Oh, is it? Yeah, they, they... I thought I was getting it less frequently. They got feedback. I think it's at twice a month now. Okay, so twice a month they send out this email, and they call it the Cultural Translator. And it will tell you, like, everything from who's up for an Oscar and why it's meaningful to here's the new slang on the street or here's the new app to be aware of. And they do it from this nicely neutral space right. of here's the good part of this and why it's really nice that this exists Mm -hmm. and here's where things could maybe get a little bit weird um and i really i've really enjoyed it that's how i found out about rue was they sent out the email and they said hey this is rue this is something that planned parenthood is trying to do to fill the gap between these conversations and education here's why it's really beneficial because we're not having these conversations here's the problem we're not doing this in relationship and our families should be the the origin for these conversations. And so really beneficial. I'd encourage you if you're trying to push into these conversations a little bit more with your teens, especially. Is it access.org um, or access.com? I think it's access.org. I'll put the link uh, in the description below for you. That's good. And, and also, I mean, we've spent this last year, actually, uh, I just got a Facebook uh, reminder that we launched our podcast uh, a year ago. Yep. 
which is kind of fun. For those of you that have listened for the last year, thanks for putting up with us, and I hope it's yeah. been, been, been beneficial. I think we're getting close to 10,000 listens, which, yeah. is, which is a pretty cool milestone for a one-year, at least in my mind, podcast. Yeah. But Starting um, from nothing. Starting from nothing, right? Nobody knew who we were, and, and uh, nobody still knows and who we are. And now 50 people know <laughs> right. who we are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I want you to go back, and I want you to, uh, re- if you haven't listened to even just the the three-part series, How to Talk to Your Kids About Sex. I think that is a really good series to just kind of listen to from a uh, from a parental standpoint of um, how do I... Ha- and and, and may- maybe you've already talked to your kids about sex, but maybe you're going, how do I talk to my kids about drugs or how do I yeah. talk to my kids about whatever it might be, um, you know, and, and uh, doing it in a way that is, is honoring and respectful and protective and all that kind of stuff. So I think that... David Galvan, who was our guest at those three yep. episodes, did a really good job of kind of walking us through those, in some ways, baby steps on how to yeah. to do it well. Um, but let me be really honest. It, it It's not about having these hard conversations as much as it is taking stock of the relationships and the connections that you have in your family. Because, yes, a conversation might be awkward, but if I don't have a relationship with my son or my daughter or, you know, if I'm, you know, some of you are raising grandkids, some of you are raising... Yeah. Um, you know, nieces and nephews, or you've got stepchildren, or adopted kids, or whatever that might look like. Yeah, uh, it's more about that relationship. So, you know, in some ways, go back and listen to some of our episodes about the importance of connectedness totally. and relationship and that kind of stuff. Because um, I really believe we could have any conversation we want to if we're in relationship. Mm-hmm. I can come to you or my wife or others and say, "Hey, something you said a couple weeks ago really." bothered me and I know you didn't I want to know your intention behind right. that I'm not accusing you of anything right and and but if I had just met you and you'd said something like nah, I'm right I'm not gonna engage or if yeah. we've not been in a relationship for the last couple of years or whatever it might be right yeah but the the freedom and the comfortability within relationship and 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 parents and and, and whoever's listening like this is our responsibility we can't just kind of toss up a leaf in the wind and go, oh, I hope it lands back on the tree. Right. We have to really be intentional about this. Yeah. I. Relationships are just an essential part of being human. We need them, and we need quality relationships. And I think that we're in a day in a day and age where the word relationship is being used as much as the word love to mean sure. so many different things on the spectrum. And we need relationships that aren't social media, that aren't text, that aren't, uh, and I'd say, you know, Snapchat, Marco Polo, Instagram messages or whatever, probably closer to the mark. Sure. But we need to be able to sit with each other, go to coffee, play games, even if it starts out as something that is so just at the surface of just getting together and playing a board game. I like that you said that because I was just thinking as you were talking. Um, so at home, I've got a, a pretty sweet study, and I've got a leather couch in there. But I I love vintage things, and I about a about a year ago I found this record player mm. and a receiver. And those of you that are laughing, going vintage. Well, okay, I grew up with the record player in the '80s, but you know it's nowadays it's all digital. Um, but there's something about slowing down, and so you know my wife and my girls had a rough. T- not rough day, long day yesterday, and they're just kind of figuring out today, and we homeschool, and, and I said, you know what, go into my office, close the door, put on a record, and just kind of hang out today. 
and it's that intentionality, but it's almost uh, how do we pull back from the digital stuff? The busyness. Th- that's why I'm glad you said board game. Like, no, don't get on, you know, and play internet Fortnite or whatever it might be, but, you know, pull out a board game, pull out a card game. You, you know. sounded so old I did, did internet Fortnite. Did, didn't I, I sounded really old. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll take it. I'll, I'll, I'll go with it. Sorry, I couldn't I'm on let the you go. downhill slope for 40 years, so it's okay. No, I'm, but you know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's, and it's that old, it's that, it's getting back to those basics. Yeah. And there's something, I know you and I love board games and there's not, some people don't, but try it. Yeah. Try something that's not digital. So if you have a fireplace, turn the fireplace on, light the fireplace, sit around with a cup of tea tonight and just hang yeah. and talk. And super shameless plug, my other podcast, yeah, go for it. Superpowers, uh, is putting out a episode on board games that my uh, co-host and I love this week, uh, just going through 10 or so of them that we've really enjoyed and how they're easy to play with other people, story-driven. And so if you're looking for suggestions on what board games to play, uh, I'll put a link to that. Yeah, Praying for Superpowers well. on SoundCloud and iTunes. It's a, it's a fun podcast to listen to as well. Uh, well, thanks for educating me today on yeah. something that I didn't know about. And But it go, I mean, it's funny. I think everything that we that's new is not new. Yeah. And Because and it, it can come back through the, yeah. the filter of what should be. Right. And gives us enough to talk about. Exactly. I'm grateful for our relationship and that we are able to have some of these conversations together. Likewise. uh, I hope that our listeners and viewers are able to do the same. Thank you for joining Candid Conversations. If you would like more information, go to mayfieldcounseling.com slash Candid Conversations. And check out our Facebook page, Candid Conversations with Dr. Mayfield.